Hey everyone, and welcome to the Geektastic Dad podcast. I'm your friendly neighborhood geek and father of a daughter. So for this episode, I thought it'd be fun to hear from somebody very special to me, my dad. In some regards, he's a Geektastic Dad himself, but I have to admit he's probably cooler than I am, and we'll talk about that. <laughs> uh, for now, I'd like him to tell you a little bit more about himself, but before I get started, a little shameless self-promotion. Uh, I'd love to see you all online. You can join me on facebook.com slash thegeektasticdad, or you can hit me up on Twitter. My handle is at geektasticdad. I've also been working on my website, geektasticdad.com. You sensing a theme? Uh, please remember to like and share my podcast on your favorite app, whether it's iTunes, Google, Stitcher, whatever. for joining me what's up dad well not a whole lot i'm i'm kind of impressed with this new program you've got and especially your your podcast and uh and i'm kind of anxious to get going on this yeah i wrote it all myself can you believe that all by yourself i'm, I'm impressed discord had nothing to do with any of this <laughs> <laughs> no it is pretty neat um yeah. the discord app and uh the craig which is uh it's actually a free tool out there i guess i should put it a plug but it's uh Craig.chat, you invite it to your Discord server and uh, it'll record every part of the podcast, every different speaker uh, independently. So you have multiple WAV files that are, uh, or MP3 files that are perfectly synced. It's actually pretty neat. So thanks, Craig. Wow. Uh, yeah. That's, I don't know. that's pretty impressive. I should get paid for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so you are, just to get started, um, an actor and a singer, right? Uh, yes, I've, I've done both. Uh, I, I started out in radio and, uh, and, uh, it was interesting. Uh, do I, is that what you want me to do is tell you how I got started? Yeah, sure. Give me, oh, uh, okay. give me that down. Then you can critique how I'm doing. <laughs> it was basically about a hundred years ago. I was uh, a ham radio operator and I was talking with a fella, uh, on the radio and I, and I thought, well, you sound like a radio announcer. And he said, well, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to radio school. And I thought, well, that's kind of, this is in Los Angeles, by the way. And I thought, this was kind of interesting. Uh, where's that? And he says, it's Hollywood. And what's it called? He said, Don Martin School of Radio and Television Arts. So I looked it up, and I thought, well, this would be kind of an interesting thing to, to go to. So I, I went through a course on Don Martin School of Radio and Television Arts. And uh, I didn't know you could take a class on this. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, and I learned my uh, I learned how to, uh, to do commercials. Uh, my first commercial was a Colgate Dental Cream. Colgate Dental Cream cleans your breath while it cleans your teeth. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, and uh, and that kind of a, that was kind of the the start of a, I, I got the I got hooked on broadcasting. And then I got involved uh, later on in life uh, in uh, Colorado. I needed a job, and I went into a place called. Um, East Ten Cup. It was an amusement park, on a, you know, a miniature Knott's Berry farm, looking for a job. And he said, well, can you fall off a roof? And I said, what? And he said, well, we we got to have this gunfight in the streets, and we need one guy to be up there on the top of the roof and fall fall off and get shot, you know? And so I said, well, I can do that. Well, I'd never done it before, but I, 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 I did it, and I kept doing it until it stopped hurting. And then I <laughs> learned how to do stunt work. And... Uh, then I got involved in in uh, film work, doing stunts with um, 
a fellow named uh, Graham, uh, uh, um, Don, Bob, Don Graham, I think it was. Anyway, he said that uh, he saw me do a commercial with, uh, this was 100 years ago, with, with Rory Calhoun and Barbara Nichols, some, some real old actors now, uh, and uh, wanted me to do a stair fall, and I did a stair fall for him. And he said, well, do you have a Screen Actors Guild card? And I said, well, no. You got to have a, you know, got to be in a movie to get one. And he said, well, you, I can sponsor you if you want to. So I got my SAG card. And from there, I, I went on to be in shows and I worked a few seasons and touched by an angel in promised land and did a number of commercials. And, and that's how I ended up talking to you, Jason. That's fantastic. <laughs> I, uh, I think the most memorable part of my childhood of your, your acting was uh, guns for hire. Yeah, that was a company that I started. Uh, well, I, along with several other people, started a tourist uh, attraction. We had tourists in, in Scottsdale, Arizona, come in, and it was the Old West. And uh, we uh, formed a group called Guns for Hire, and we did shootout shows for tourists in the hotels and place called Pinnacle Peak Patio. It was a steakhouse restaurant with a big open front area we could do a, a, a show on. And in fact, we even uh, we went to New York on uh, the Tell the Truth show one time um, back there, and and uh, we had gone to Universal Studios to learn how to do special effects, and so we became pretty popular for for about ten years. We we worked uh, we worked in uh, the hotels and on TV and different things like that. So that that was another one of my ego boosting moments, I guess you'd call it. Fantastic. <laughs> You have some other talents. Um, you volunteer for search and rescue. You ride motorcycles. I do, yes. You skydive. I uh, used to. Yeah. Um, used to drive a steam engine. Um, I did that too. Yeah. You're now an avid beer brewer, which I'm going to take a look at. <laughs> you got me started uh, on that one. Have I left anything out? I mean, look, guys, he really tried to make me cool. He really did. But, <laughs> <laughs> so, anything else you want to you want to tell? No, me? I. Uh, I, uh, I just, uh, I've, I've, I've had a pretty good life. Uh, I've done a lot of interesting things. Um, and I'm, I'm just blessed to have been able to, to have these moments in time that, uh, created some great memories. Yeah. If you look back, it's, I mean, it's pretty fantastic. I rem I remember, I remember the Goldwing. I don't know if it was the Goldwing Aspen kid, but I remember yeah. the big Goldwing motorcycle. And oh yeah. I didn't realize it as a kid, how cool it was, but you used to like let go of both handles one at a time. I didn't know what the throttle was. I just, I, I knew you were showing me something. Your <laughs> <laughs> control was cool on a bike. <laughs> yeah. So. I still ride motorcycles. That's, I have a Triumph and I have a BMW. Got uh, about eight and a half years before, uh, before my daughter uh, is old enough to, you know, be considered an adult. So maybe after then, <laughs> but I, used mm -hmm. to, I did ride. I mean, you got me my first bike and I did. Yeah. 10, 10 I remember the first time, well, not the first time, one of the times I was in Edgewood, uh, New Mexico, when we lived out in the country, and you were riding your, your little motorcycle as fast as it would go, I think, and uh, you didn't stop in time, I think, when there was a pickup truck parked out there, and didn't you end up in the bed of the truck or something like that? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I uh, I was, my buddy and I were, we were showing off to each other, which was stupid, because it was just the two of us, but... Uh, I hit a jump and I landed in a power wobble and I looked <laughs> down to try to get control of the bike. And I looked up just in time to see the fender of a truck. Yeah. And the next thing I knew I was in the back of the truck. The helmet was no longer <laughs> on my head. And my friend was like, dude, are you okay? Yeah. 
So that was that was pretty fantastic. That was the second time I wrecked. The first time I got hit by a dog. I don't think anybody believed me. But the no, dog I don't think you ever told me about that one. Oh yeah, yeah. That dog hit the wheel and it jackknifed my front end, and I went, you know, mm. you know what, over <laughs> the kettle and landed on my back and skidded down the road for a minute. <laughs> uh, that that one, that one, I was able to ride and pretend like it didn't happen, but the, yeah, <laughs> the truck yeah. broke forks. So. <laughs> Uh, do you remember the very first computer you brought home? You know, I do. Uh, I got to thinking about this. Uh, uh, you had asked me about that. And it was, uh, I was out looking for a computer. I had no clue what they were or anything. And I went into this store and I and I was asking about computers. And he said, we have this, it's called a PC Junior. And I had no, no clue what it was. But he said, this is a great one to start on. And, and it, I, actually it was. It had no hard drive. It had those floppy disks, uh, and uh, I forget what the, the I mean the the capacity of those disks was zero almost. But that was my first computer, um, and uh, I would uh, I would you know write things out, and within a you know a page or two my disk was full, and I have to get so I had a whole stack of floppy disks that uh, I'd have to use to to finish you know if I'm like writing a story or something like this. And so I, I finally found out that the only, this, the salesman, um, he, he talked me into this PC Junior because they stopped making them and they had a whole store full of them and they needed to get rid of them. So he, he talked me into buying it. So I did. Yeah. So I looked up some, some facts about it because I was curious. Um, it was announced in October of 1983, shipped in March of 1984. It was such a colossal failure that they canceled it in March of 1985. The original price ranged from like 670 bucks with 64K of RAM and no floppy drive um, to about $1,300 with the floppy and a monitor and 128K of RAM. Yeah. Um, And an Intel 8088 4.77 megahertz processor. (laughs) (laughs) Graphics, max graphics on this was 640 by 220 with 16 colors. Oh boy. Operating system was either IBM PC DOS or Microsoft DOS. And uh, there was a third party second floppy drive expansion chassis, but it's funny because I remember it vividly. And I remember <laughs> figuring out how to like code in some basic. And there was uh there was some game I used to play. I don't remember what it was, but I kind of feel like my whole career started with that beast. Oh yeah. It's that's how I got started, and I had no clue uh, how to, how to make it work. I, I it was trial and error, actually. Is how I learned, started learning. It's, I, I still do that, learning by yeah. trial and error. When I get, uh, for those of you who are listening, when I get in real, real bad trouble, I call my son. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on call tech support. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty awesome. Then I, I I think the next iteration of our home PC was a 386. Yeah. I forget. We went through quite a few computers, I think. Yeah, I remember the first computer that I had, and, and my stepmother, bless her heart, she bought it for me and let me pay her back. But it was a it was a Packard Bell. I'm ashamed to admit I owned a Pack Bell, but it was a Packard <laughs> Bell uh, Pentium, classic Pentium. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, anyways, I know that you're a gadget guy, and I know that because I'm a gadget guy, and I got that from you. Um, oh, thanks. <laughs> right now, what is your favorite gadget? Oh gosh, I I have to say it it, it wasn't is this 
like is recently. My favorite gadget is uh, is the Alexa Spot. Uh, I I have so much fun with that, and I think it's I think you bought that for me for Christmas or something. Oh, the yeah. dot. A dot. Yeah, the dot. Is it the dot? Yeah, the well, you bought me both of them. The spot and the dot. I have both. Nice. Okay. And I I'm totally and completely blown away by how it works and artificial artificial intelligence and uh, you know it just works. I and and um, I can ask it questions and I can ask it how to spell something. I I asked it the other day how far um, Mercury was from the Earth and it told me you know how many thirty four million some odd miles I forget what. Today, she said, today it is. And uh, so I guess to say that my favorite gadget is um, is my spot and my dot. <laughs> yeah, would you believe I have five Echo devices? I oh, have, you do? I have two dots, oh. two five-inch shows, and an eight-inch show. Yeah, I can't stop. I don't know what's wrong with me. Yeah, I have two. No, I have three, actually. The dot, the spot. I have two. I don't know which is which. I guess the two spots and one dot. You have at least three bedrooms in that house. I feel like you're falling behind. <laughs> yeah, that's true. My my new my new toy, my new favorite gadget is my ring doorbell. I don't know if you've ever had one of those, but oh yeah, it, well, I've seen them. I don't have one. Yeah, it it hooks up to the Alexa. And what's what I didn't know is that when somebody rings the doorbell, I mean, it rings my doorbell, it rings my phone. But when you have it synced to your Alexa, every Alexa in the house goes, "There's somebody at the door." In unison. Oh, no. So. <laughs> <laughs> so whenever people ring my doorbell, it now echoes through my entire house that there's someone at the door. So that's pretty And cool. that that's a ring, huh? Yeah, it's a ring doorbell. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my neighbor's got one of those. That's pretty pretty neat. Got a camera on it and everything. You can wire them into your existing uh, uh, infrastructure and it powers it so you don't have to worry mm. about batteries dying. I'll be doing. Uh, do you do you remember what my first job was? Um I don't. I've actually still got a picture of it. It was it was uh, Murray's bike shop. Oh yes, I do remember that now. Yeah. yeah. It was not tech related, but it was mechanical. And I have yeah. to this day I can still remember how to change a tire on a bike. So that's pretty fabulous. <laughs> that's pretty good for a tech geek like you. <laughs> yeah, I, I can change the oil. I changed my brakes once and I will never do that again. It is <laughs> Mason wants to do that. Uh, what what was your first job? Uh, my my first job was in a. I, I think I was about 12, 12 or thirteen years old. I got a job at uh, a Christmas tree lot uh, during Christmas, and I was I you know I put the the cross members on the bottom of the tree to keep them upright, and uh, and I trimmed trees and stuff. I guess, and I remember. Uh, the guy that I, it was 50 cents an hour. I, I, I worked for 50 cents an hour and, uh, the owner of the, the tree lot came out and he said, I got this tree here. Um, and he said, I want you to cut all the limbs off. We're going to make a, a, a wreath out of it. And he said, it's an ugly tree. So he said, just take all the limbs off and, uh, and, and we'll toss the, the stump and we'll make a, a wreath. So I cut all the trees, uh, limbs off. And and stacked him up for the for the owner. And I looked at this stump that was sitting here in a Christmas tree holder, and just the stump. And I thought, ah, let me. I wonder if somebody would buy that. And so I put a I put a big note on it. It said Christmas tree special, thirty nine cents. And, <laughs> and, I put, <laughs> and I'll be darned if somebody didn't come out and buy it. 
And so I thought, you know, my future is marketing. Because <laughs> I can I think I can I can market anything. If I can sell a stump of a tree, you can you can, you can sell anything. That was my first job. That was like that's even worse than the Charlie Brown story. <laughs> Which one's that? With the tree with a little Oh oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, that that's pretty fantastic. I I would have never thought to do that. But yeah. 39 cents or did you give it to him? No, he, yeah, he kept the 39 cents. I, <laughs> he was a cheapskate. Damn it. But uh, last summer we went to Evermore. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. A couple of years prior to that, we'd actually gone to, we, we'd gotten a tour of it before it was even open. It was, it was really cool. We got to see like the production and, and the lot before it was completed. It's kind of like move, uh, building a movie, a movie set actually. I, I don't have any frame of reference, but it seems right. Yeah, it, well, to me, I mean, I've, I've watched them build movie sets, and it was it was it was like putting together a movie set. Yeah, it was. I mean, for me, it was pretty fantastic. I'll, mm -hmm. I'll that because that sounds that sounds pretty neat too. But what what did you think about that experience? I, I think it was kind of maybe out of yours and. Well, the, going through it when they first were building it was was awesome because I, like I said, it was it was you know special in my heart to to see them building this what 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 i thought looked like a, a movie set but when we went back there when it was completed or or you know 99 percent completed uh i thought it was absolutely awesome and um and i i think um to me it was like it was i was a child again in a in a fantasy world and i thought this is kind of cool because you can you can uh you can relive your fantasies in these in this magic world that they built, and uh, and I, I just thought it was uh, it was a fun place to be, and it was a it was a, an escape from reality. I guess would be uh, the, the best the best thing to say to describe it. You go in there and, and uh, you're in a whole different world, and it's just absolutely phenomenal. I just really enjoyed it. That's it's funny you mention that because I don't know if you remember uh, the the entrepreneur who built that or envisioned it, the visionary for it was Ken Brett Schneider. And uh, after we had done our, our tour, you guys had taken off. Um, we kind of lingered back uh, and, and this guy came out and he came up to us and uh, me and, you know, my daughter and he had shook our hands and he, you know, I recognized him and uh, he asked, you know, what do you think? And I'm like, man, it sounds like it's, I think I told him it was like somebody, placed something in my imagination and then took it out and built it. I mean, it yeah. was phenomenal. And he, he kind of laughed at that. And he says, you know, adults don't have a place to go to play. And that's what he wanted to build was a place where grownups can go play. Well, he sure, he sure created something like that. Yeah, I remember, uh, I know if you were there when they had the guy with the, uh, with the, with the, uh, Eagle and the Hawk, I think it was, uh, the train, train birds that, uh, they had a, they did a show there with those birds, and we got a, a, a up close and personal uh, show of uh, uh, of those birds. And then we, and then later on, we went back to see we saw the show um, uh, with it, with the birds, and it was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, we met him, and funny enough, there was a, a little link between uh, my childhood and and that guy that was the trainer. I don't want to say yeah. Anything, but. 
Uh, but yeah, it was it was a pretty amazing experience. I tell people it was like somebody, you know, you walk through a portal into another dimension. And uh, uh, I I really enjoyed the experience and I was really impressed with it. And, uh, you know, hopefully hopefully this COVID stuff will go away and we'll be able to go. Again. Oh, it's, it's going to go away pretty soon. But people are, I think it's uh, created a, uh, a fear, uh, atmosphere of fear, a culture of fear that is unnecessary. And uh, I mean, where people are smart enough to know that, you know, you, you distance yourself and you protect yourself and you don't need to be uh, babysat, I guess is the word, uh, to protect yourself. So anyway, yeah. That's, I've been trying to get you guys to come down here and go to the Renaissance Festival. And I don't think you've ever been to a Renaissance Festival. I haven't, no. I've seen your pictures. <laughs> There's a lot of them. <laughs> If if you were to go to a Renaissance Festival, what would you dress up as? Oh gosh, I don't know. Uh, um, oh gee, probably. Well, I don't know. A knight in shining armor, I guess, would be the. I'd like to carry a sword and and wear you know the the helmet and the and the body chest right, armor. I have a sword you can borrow. You're on your own for the armor, though. Oh okay, <laughs> that's probably what I would do. Yeah. So I'm curious, and I'm sure, you know, the 10 people that listen to this are, um, <laughs> what was it like raising me, raising a geek? Because, uh, you know, I, there was, there had been a point in my childhood where you just had to shake your head and thought, man, this kid's a total geek. No, you know what? Uh, I couldn't be more proud of you. Uh, oh, uh, you. We had some tough times, you and I, um, and I won't go into details, but you know what I'm talking about. And, uh, and the, and the, uh, the challenges that we had um, were sometimes um, almost insurmountable at, 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 at moments. But uh, I remember one particular time, which uh, I'll, I never, I don't know if I ever told you the story. I'll, I'll tell it to the world now. Um, it was just you and I, mom had, had left and I was working at the airport on an early morning shift, seven o'clock in the morning. And we lived quite a ways out in the country in Edgewood, New Mexico. And it took me like an, almost an hour to get to work. And um, you were there by yourself. I would have to leave around six o'clock in the morning and you had to go to school. And, uh, and, the, and I couldn't get out of, I couldn't change my schedule. And so I knew that I would leave at six o'clock in the morning and you'd be all by yourself. And um, so I'd have to fix your lunch, put it in the fridge and, uh, and then you would have to get yourself up and get dressed and get ready for school and, uh, and go out and meet the bus uh, out on the highway out there. And, uh, and I, it would just drove me nuts because I don't know if you remember, I called you every about every 10 or 15 minutes to make sure everything was okay. But I, I look back on that and, I th and that was, that was a heart rendering moment for me. And, but I look back on that time and I, you know, and there's, there are, I don't believe there's any accidents. It's there's always lessons in life, and uh, and I think this was one of the major lessons that created the um, the strength in you to wither um, the future of your life and the things that you had to endure over the next few years. And uh, so I I at the time it was it was a, it was a you know. Awful, awful moment for me as far as nerve-wracking moments. But I look back on it and I think, well, that that was probably one of the major factors that created your strength. And uh, so, 
and to 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 you know look at all the things we did with the motorcycles and all the fishing trips and we did camping and stuff like that as much as we could. Um, I I don't know that I would say I raised a Greek a geek Greek <laughs> a geek. Uh, I would say I raised a pretty impressive son that I'm very proud of. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, for me it was. I remember having to get up, and it was. I mean, it was a way of life. I mean, it just wasn't. It didn't seem like a hardship. It was just this is the way things are, and you just deal with it. So, I think that's that's been my attitude most of my life, not all my life, is that you know these are these are the moments we're in, and we make the best of it. And, um, when they're good, they're they're good. And when they're not good, you just have to remind yourself that. You know, this is just a moment. It's temporary, and you know it's bound to change at some point. I uh, I look at it as a lesson in life, and uh, and it's the the universe is trying to teach you something. And if you don't learn it, you take the test again. So, yeah, some of those tests are not fun. No, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Glad I'm going to say that's that's uh, that's not fun. Mm. Uh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm I'm very proud of of who you are. Oh, thank you. And the, you know, some of the stuff you've done, and uh, I don't know. I mean do a lot of really cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a good life. Fair enough. Uh, so I have some general geek questions that I was curious about. We, we got rid of some of them, but um, hopefully you have answers for these. Um, okay. Who is your favorite Star Trek character? Uh, <laughs> I would have to, probably everybody's, I would have to say R2-D2. I, I think that little guy was, was my favorite. That's fair. That's Star Wars. I was talking about Star Trek. Sorry. Oh, Star Trek. Star Trek. Let's see. Star Trek. Um, gosh, I would say probably Spock. Spock would probably be. That's a lot of people's favorite. The most, probably the most logical um, was. Uh, I mean, I, he he was always logical, and I thought that was kind of interesting. I like that. Yeah, he had he had a little bit of that human part of him, though. Yeah, yeah. I think my favorite overall, and I've I've had debates with friends about this, but my favorite overall was Commander Sisko from Deep Space Nine. I just, I loved his passion. I loved his character, and for him to not be a captain but still be in charge, having to take yeah. that responsibility. That I don't know. That the scream, the good character. And he just mm-hmm. said a good character about him. Yeah, I like Picard. Picard had good character about him. But, but have you been watching the new Picard? I haven't. I haven't. Uh, I, I watched the three of them. I'm on to a new uh, a new program now that I'm watching, and it's called uh, Homeland. I don't know if you've seen that or not. I have heard of it. I don't know what it's about. Oh, it's it's addictive. It's it's uh, it's a spy kind of a spy novel type of thing. But uh, if you get a chance to look at it, I think it's on uh, Netflix, and and uh, I'm sure you could probably find it. But uh, take a look at uh, at Homeland. Watch a few. I, I watched a couple uh, of a series of it, uh, and uh, and uh, Kerry Hobbs, you know Kerry, he oh, yeah. he put me onto this, and he said, you, you know, watch this, and you'll get you'll get hooked on it. And I did. Uh, I watched two two episodes, and I've now I've got two of the seasons now that I'm going to watch. <laughs> so that's pretty good. Netflix, right? What's that? You have Netflix now? No, uh, he 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 bought the programs and and let me have them. He just handed me the the DVDs, so I. That's I pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, what what is the geekiest thing you do? Oh gosh, gee, I don't know. 
Um, I well, I don't know if it, it's geeky, but it I, I like to people have a, a, on goes on vacation or myself I go on vacation and stuff, and they they get all these pictures, and I have this program uh, uh, that I put you know make movies out of them and uh, and put music to it and special effects and stuff like this. Photo story, it's called, and uh, I really, I really like to sit in front of a computer and and create um, movies with uh, with this with this all the you know, you know, for example, Carrie Hobbs had a had a birthday, seventy fifth a birthday, you know, seventy five years old, and uh, so I went in and took a whole bunch of pictures of it and I, I put it together with uh, with music and uh, and had him come over when I had it finished to watch it. And it, it made him cry. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was pretty emotional for him. So I thought, well, wow, that's kind of fun. Then I've I've done several. They're on uh, they're on uh, YouTube, and it's uh, um, Western Airlines. Let's see, what is it? The Aloha Twenty Twenty, the Aloha Honolulu. It's Honolulu H and L H and L reunion. I think it's called something like that. But anyway, there's several of them on. Uh, on YouTube that I put together for uh, uh, a gathering of all of the people that used to work in Honolulu years ago for Western Airlines. And they had reunions, three different reunions at different different times. And I photographed all three of them. And the last one was in Honolulu. And that was Aloha 2020. Um, and that's the last one I put on YouTube, so. I'll see if I can, uh, can find some of those links and throw them in the show notes. Yeah, some of my, uh, my earlier, those years ago, those, uh, where Western shows are on there too. Oh yeah, yeah. I have all of those. I think I downloaded them from your computer, and I have all of them on my iDrive. I've got them oh, do you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, are there any life, uh, like life lessons that you learned from Star Wars? Well, I I, I don't know if it was the the, the Star Wars movie. Uh, it's probably Star Trek and Star Wars together. Um, I got to thinking about that when you were you were asking me about it. And uh, I look at uh, space travel, and uh, and and you know, and they say that uh, you can't travel faster than the speed of light. And I think about you know, like Star War, Star Trek, you go you know, ten times the speed of light traveling through space. And I'm and I think back years and years and years ago when they, Dick Tracy used to have the wrist radio and. Uh, and they think, oh, you know, that's, that was really, at that time, high tech. And then uh, you had, uh, you had the, uh, the spy cameras. And, and I remember one program on, uh, on TV where they, there was a comedy and they, the phones were ringing. They were going around picking up all the phones and asking, you know, hello, hello. And one of the guys said, oh, no, I've got it here. And he opens up his big briefcase and he pulls out a phone in his briefcase. And he's, he's got a, a, a portable phone in a briefcase. And I think today you've got these smartphones. And you think, uh, my my goodness, how how far we've come in just a few short years. Uh, and back then, you you think about these things that that's impossible. It's impossible to go to the moon. It's impossible to do this. It's impossible to go faster than the speed of light. And I'm thinking that's what they said back then. But all of a sudden, uh, we're doing it. And so I guess from from the movies, the Star Wars and Star Trek movies, I'm thinking uh, your imagination. Uh, it is is the only thing that holds you back. If if you can imagine it, you can create it. And so you imagine traveling at the speed of light, then by golly, someday you'll be able to do it. That's yeah, I've, I've, been, 
there's been a lot of innovation linked to Star Trek. The original, I mean, they had the original flip communicators and we had flip phones. And oh, yeah. We got Jean Luc Picard, you know, computer, dim light. Mm -hmm. Now we can do that from any Alexa. Well, you, yeah, you, you know, you, you, I remember one on one of the scenes, it was uh, this, I think Scott sat down into a, um, a computer and he said, the computer. And the guy said, couldn't understand. And he said, no, no, it's, he, had, he pointed to a mouse. And, and he had to use a mouse, and it was, you know, an antique to him. And and he's talking to a computer. Well, today we talk to computers, and uh, and we ask it questions, and it answers, you know, artificial intelligence. And that was a that was unheard of back then. So, um, have you seen the uh, segue here? Have you seen the United States Space Force uh, flag? I haven't. No. You you should you should Google it because it looks strangely like a Star Trek communicator badge. Oh, is that right? <laughs> I'll have to look at that. That'd be, yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah, that made me very happy. Um, for me, Star Trek, like the original Next Gen, Voyager, all those, um, you know, it's it's like uh, good triumphs evil, but not without consequence. And uh, what a lot of those shows have taught me is that, you know, you, you need to appreciate the harmony. Yeah. You know, the dark side and the light side, you know, they can't, they can't not exist without each other. Um, so, you know, it's a kind of a lesson to find, you know, make sure you find balance in your life. Make sure you, you know, you, you offset the things that you don't like to do or the bad things that happen with some good stuff. It's that adage, you know, if you work hard, you have to play hard. Yeah. And you have to enjoy it. I remember something my wife, Galen, uh, says uh, back when she was uh, younger wanted to uh, getting in the workforce and she said i want to find something i really enjoy doing and get paid to do it and uh, she wants she said i like i want to be a flight attendant and and she did she became a flight attendant and has been for many many years i mean she and she enjoys doing it and that's the if you don't like what you're doing um and you know then it doesn't matter how much money you, they pay you um if you don't enjoy it it's it's just it's work instead of you know gonna go have fun i i recall a lesson in life that you taught me uh my dad <laughs> hmm. um i don't know the exact phrase but when i tell the story i tell people that you you basically told me you know son if you're going to choose to do a job you better damn well do it the best you can <laughs> yeah oh yeah something to that effect and that you know and that's that's unfortunate but today's younger generation uh there's no work ethic anymore and it's at least in my opinion um and they, it's a me, a me, a society. What's in it for me? And, uh, and until you get rid of that and say, Hey, what can I do to help you? Because whatever I do to help you helps me, you know, and it's like a, a smile. You can't give a smile away. You smile at somebody, they get it back. And, uh, so, um, that's, that's, that's one of the unfortunate things about today's youth is that they haven't learned work ethics yet. I don't think maybe someday. Uh, have you heard that quote from Zig Ziglar? If you see someone without a smile, give them one of yours. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. So yeah. if if you could have any superpower, what would you choose? A superpower? Yes. Anything I could do? Yep. Well, I would say if I had the power to do anything I wanted, or or only one thing that I wanted, then I would probably choose to delete uh, evil. I would want to get rid of all the evil that I possibly could because um, it's unhealthy. 
Um, it's destructive and, uh, and there's too much of it. And we see it in our politics today. We see it everywhere today now. And, uh, so if I could, if I could eliminate something in this, on this earth, I would in, eliminate, uh, have the power to, I would eliminate evil, evil. Yeah. I was thinking more like professor X have mind control, but that's cool. <laughs> Yours is better. Yeah. Well, it might work too. You just, you know, you can control everybody's mind. You can just say, okay, you are going to be a good guy, like it or not. Yeah. But isn't that kind of like evil itself though? Controlling other no, people. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> you got, a, got a point there. Uh, Oops. My phone's just going off here. Hold on. Okay. Uh, if you could hack into anyone's computer and not get caught, whose would you hack into? Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Well, I guess this is this is kind of on the political side, but I would I would hack into uh, Hillary Clinton's to find out what those what happened with thirty three thousand emails and where they went and what they said. <laughs> so, like the Pope, he's got yeah. he's got to have all the secrets to the. I'm sure. Yeah, church. I'd love to know what that is. Uh, and then, <laughs> all right. So I'm going to end this on uh, um, my favorite like nerdy joke. And uh, <laughs> free to share, but uh, so two atoms walk into a bar. One looks at the other and says, Man, I lost an electron today. The other one says, Really? Are you sure? And he goes, I'm positive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got one for you. Shoot. There's a band called 1023 MB, but they haven't got any gigs yet. Oh, that was good. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell that one next. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna keep that one for my repertoire. I get most of my good jokes from you, anyways. You know, uh, all right. You do. <laughs> so, all right. Well, that's that's the end of mine. You have any any last words? Well, uh, yeah, I do. Um, this is kind of interesting. This is the first time I've I've uh, been able to sit down and talk with you. Um, seriously, it's always been fun, but. Uh, I just want to say how proud I am of you and what you've accomplished and, and the, the um, challenges that have you you've faced. And I say you have faced them like a man. And uh, I can't be more proud of you. That's, that's all I can say is I, I'm so happy that you're happy and in a good spot now. And, uh, and that I am uh, proud to call you my son. I appreciate that. I really do. Um, it's been been a long road and i'm not i mean we're not done yet we got a long way oh, to no. still, but <laughs> a lot more lessons to learn yeah i keep learning them it's great <laughs> but uh but yeah i feel like i've i've had a good role model and a good upbringing and you know i, I think back on yeah, childhood has its challenges every childhood has its challenges but i had a pretty darn good childhood i mean well, you I'm know, glad. Camping, motorcycles fishing you know i remember remember you playing soccer with me in the in the front yard and was <laughs> in New Mexico and uh, you know I have no complaints. Good. Uh, everything that happened happened the way it was supposed to and and uh, here we are. Yep. So, here we are. All right, well, I appreciate you coming on my quote unquote show. I don't know if I can call it a show yet. I don't have that many listeners, but hopefully one day it'll blow up and and uh, maybe I'll be like, you know, internet famous or something. Well, when you sell a commercial for your show, then you'll be You'll have Excellent. a show. Well, I know who to call. <laughs> yeah. A good deal on an actor. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining me. Um, thanks. Thanks for the opportunity. Well, that's the show. A very special thank you to my dad for joining me on Discord to do the interview. I hope you all enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed doing it. I added a link to the Aloha 2020 Western Airlines video that was mentioned, so take a moment to check that out. And remember to visit me online, facebook.com slash thegeektasticdad, twitter handle at geektasticdad or geektasticdad.com. Have a fabulous day, night, whatever, and remember to be kind to one another. 